Coming up on 5-Minute News. President Zelensky pleads for more help from US Congress. Russia strikes Mariupol theatre used for sheltering residents, including children. And Fed hikes interest rates in aggressive fight to curb inflation. It's Thursday, March 17. I'm Anthony Davis. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky gave an impassioned live video plea to Congress to send more help for Ukraine's fight against Russia yesterday as lawmakers stood and cheered and President Joe Biden later announced the US is sending more anti-aircraft, anti-armor weapons and drones. In a moment of high drama at the Capitol, Zelensky live-streamed his speech acknowledging from the start that the no-fly zone he has repeatedly sought to close the sky to airstrikes on his country may not happen. Biden has resisted that, as well as approval for the US or NATO to send MiG fighter jets from Poland as risking wider war with nuclear-armed Putin. Instead, Zelensky pleaded for other military aid and more drastic economic sanctions to stop the Russian assault with the fate of his country at stake. Zelensky began his remarks to Americans, friends, by invoking the destruction the US suffered in 1941 when Japan bombed the naval base at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii and the 2001 attacks on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. To end the invasion, Zelensky told the American lawmakers, I call on you to do more. Biden, who said he listened to Zelensky's speech at the White House, did not directly respond to the criticism that the US should be doing more for the Ukrainians, but he said we are united in our abhorrence of Putin's depraved onslaught, and we're going to continue to have their backs as they fight for their freedom, their democracy, and their very survival. Later, leaving an unrelated event, he declared of Putin, he's a war criminal the sharpest condemnation yet of Putin and Russian actions by a US official since the invasion of Ukraine. The Kremlin spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, said Biden's comments were unacceptable and unforgivable rhetoric. Russian forces dropped a powerful bomb on a theater in the encircled Ukrainian port city of Mariupol, where hundreds of civilians were sheltering on Wednesday, Ukraine's foreign ministry said. The ministry said many people were trapped in the theatre and accused Russia of committing a war crime. It said the number of casualties was not yet known. Maxar Technologies, a private US company, distributed satellite imagery that said was collected on March 14 and showed the word children in large Russian script painted on the ground outside the red-roofed Mariupol drama theatre. Each airstrike and shell that relentlessly pounds Mariupol, about one a minute at times, drives home the curse of a geography that has put the city squarely in the path of Russia's domination of Ukraine. Several appeals for humanitarian corridors to evacuate civilians went unheeded until Ukrainian officials said on Wednesday that about 30,000 people had fled in convoys of cars. For the estimated hundreds of thousands who remain, there is quite simply nowhere to go. The surrounding roads are mined and the port blocked. Food is running out and the Russians have stopped humanitarian attempts to bring it in. Death is everywhere. Local officials have tallied more than 2,500 deaths in the siege, but many bodies can't be counted because of the endless shelling. 
They have told families to leave their dead outside in the streets because it's too dangerous to hold funerals. Many of the deaths documented were of children and mothers, despite Russia's claims that civilians haven't been targeted. The Federal Reserve on Wednesday raised interest rates for the first time since 2018 and laid out an aggressive plan to push borrowing costs to restrictive levels next year in a pivot from battling the coronavirus pandemic to countering the economic risks posed by excessive inflation and the war in Ukraine. The US Central Bank's Federal Open Market Committee kicked off the move to tighten monetary policy with a quarter percentage point increase in the target federal funds rate, lifting that key benchmark from the current near-zero level in a step that will ripple through a variety of other rates charged to consumers and businesses. But more notably, new Fed projections show policymakers ready to shift their inflation fight into high gear, with one policymaker dissenting in favor of an even more aggressive approach. Most policymakers now see the federal funds rate rising to a range between 1.75 and 2% by the end of 2022, the equivalent of a quarter percentage point rate increase at each of the Fed's six remaining policy meetings this year. They project it will climb to 2.8% next year, above the 2.4% level that officials now feel would work to slow the economy. Fed Chair Jerome Powell, speaking at the end of the latest two-day policy meeting, said the economy is strong enough to weather the rate hikes and maintain its current strong hiring and wage growth, and that the Fed needed to now focus on limiting the impact of price increases on American families. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. We often hear about the individuals who took the oath of office to become the chief executive. But what about the other people who play a role in each administration or the events that may not be as well known, but that contribute to the reshaping of the office of the American presidency? On the presidencies of the United States, we explore each administration beyond just the person holding the highest elected office in order to better understand the history that brought us to the modern day presidency. I hope you'll join me on this journey through the annals of presidential history. Presidencies can be found anywhere fine podcasts can be found and is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.